Gord. Boom. This is the five on five podcast presented to you by Nukes Hot Sauce and directmusicservice.com. Five on five is the promo code over there. F-I-V-E-O-N-F-I-V-E. Go get you some hot sauce. Go get you a little subscription some, over to direct music service. Tunes. Get you some tunes. And if they want to find us on YouTube, Trav, tell them where they can find us. You know, you can find us at five on five. That's the number five O-N number five. And then when you get there, hit the like, hit the subscribe and ding the bell to be notified every time we drop a video. It's just that easy. We got a big podcast today, so I am going to get some quick introductions here. I am one of your hosts, Phenom, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Down Mm -hmm. the street from me, Jupiter Williams, also coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Down in the belly of the beast, Neek Lopez, and in the city of Wynn. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as Fake Shore Drive, the legend, the friend, the homie, Mr. Chicago, Oh, Andrew Barber. Come on, come on. Shy Town. Hello, what up, everybody? Shy Town. Uh, hello, Yo. hello. Great honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. Yo, we're so happy to have you on Wait the show. Wait a minute. Do we today. give him his flowers right now? Go ahead. We just yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean Fire we, got, it up. we got a whole florist. <laughs> We got, the, like, we got the goat oh in the goodness. building. Give him the flowers. Come on, come on. Don't make me blush. Don't make me listen, blush. <laughs> listen, our, our podcast has been very, very big on, on Bloghouse and the Bloghouse air. But that, for me, was you. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you were my Bloghouse. Really? I, I, I was known by hip-hop. I mean, I was... Um, when, when I found you... I was what a, like a freshman in college, man, Damn. and uh, I I needed to I I want I wanted to have I needed to feel Chicago because I'm from <laughs> I'm from Chicago and I was and I was at Oregon State and I needed yeah. to I needed to feel that I needed a connection and I needed um I needed to find find where the music was because it's so dry down it's dry <laughs> here in Oregon but it's even drier down dehydrated house. yeah. Man, I stumbled upon you, bro, and that that changed my life, bro. So I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. You know, it's been been a long journey. Fifteen years. We just turned fifteen years in October, October tenth, to be exact. Right. So, you know, happy to still be. While everything has kind of you know changed a little bit as far right. as like, you know how, you know, bl- blogs aren't really the thing anymore. But um, happy to still be active in the business. You know, absolutely. Mm. It feels like it's coming full circle. It feels like everything you've built up and everything you've covered is constantly coming full circle with blog being back in style, even like the music is coming back. I saw Dim Mock is doing a blog night last night. They did one, a Dim Mock Tuesdays, and they brought it back. A track played all blog house. They had Frankie Chan there, Dano, usual cast of characters. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that people want something more out of music. They like that curated experience outside of Spotify. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think yes and no. I think yeah. it's just made. Um, I think we get that. Yeah, we understand that because we're a certain age and we have a certain standard and we were raised with that. Mm. I think the younger generation like below us or two below us. I don't know if they can. I don't, they don't, I don't know if they have the attachment to it. The way that we once did mm. but i do think that the blog era so to speak is kind of starting to get its like nostalgia era like now people have over the past few years i've noticed that people are starting to become you know nostalgic 
for mm. that time because that was i mean let's be real that was the last time that there was like a real human touch to um music curation and and, and kind of like music discovery mm. you know, we were right before the algorithm took over and the algorithm's everything now it's it's everything we see on twitter on instagram on everything i miss those days of somebody being like yo this is what i'm listening to and i think it's dope and here mm. here's the mp3 download <laughs> like, yeah. right underneath yeah yeah you know and uh I think a lot more people would have gotten Grammy Awards. I think we spoke on this at Lollapalooza when we were together. A lot of Grammy Awards would have been handed out to some of these artists that definitely deserved them if those plays and the sharing was counted back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the the big the biggest example of that, I mean, that that comes you know top of mind is the ten year anniversary of Chief Keith's "Finally Rich," which is this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember when that album came out, it was considered a flop. Like everybody was making fun of him. They were like, this is, you know, he was supposed to be the hottest rapper uh, in the world and everybody's talking about him. But his album came out and did like, you know, 18K or something like that, 20K first week. And it was seen as this huge failure. Uh, but now Spotify celebrating it this weekend. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a whole thing. There's billboards all over Chicago. Um, it's it's a whole thing now. And, and, and it's since gone on to the album's now platinum and, you know, Love Sosa is like four times platinum. So it's like a lot of the stuff that came out 10, 15 years ago didn't have the same uh, certifications as as we do now, where it's like, you know, stuff gets streamed X amount of times it's considered, it's considered gold or platinum. You know, th- those artists from that time did not have that luxury. So they were putting out all this music, basically having to get away for give it away for free. They couldn't make any money on streams because there was no streaming services. It was just free mixtape downloads on blogs or like that piff or live mixtapes or whatever. So... Mm. I feel yeah. bad because that generation, a lot of the artists got royally screwed and they mm. didn't really get to reap the fruits of their label. And like, you know, you know, they, they blazed the trail for, for everybody that, that that's kind of like in that lane now. What was that moment for you when you saw chief Keith, where you were like, we have something monumental. Um, I, I knew it. Like I knew it almost uh, basically immediately just, just because how polarizing he was um and the music the music was good the music was different but i could just tell from the reactions that people had that how much people like either loved him or how much people hated him that mm. no matter what he was going to be big like if you can have if you can make anybody have an opinion on you either way good or bad like you know that was that was how you cut through that's still mm. kind of really how you cut through um mm. in a lot of ways um and he, he was kind of like almost cast as a as a villain in a lot of ways. Um, but there was also like this this large group of people who loved him at the same time. Mm. So it's like this guy's gonna be this guy's gonna be big. I and remember I, I go remember, ahead. Uh, well, I just remember a time when like they banned Chief Key from performing in Chicago. He still is. He hasn't performed in Chicago since Lollapalooza 2012. Jesus. <laughs> that was his last performance in Chicago. That's fucking insane. <laughs> and he, he did Congress Theater, right? He did Congress. Um, he opened up for Meek Mill at the Congress. Okay. Um, like in the spring of, of 2012. So he had a few shows here and there. He did Pitchfork, which was like unheard of. Nobody is like ever allowed to do Pitchfork Music Festival and Lollapalooza because they're like a week apart. Right. He was like the first artist that ever did both of those in 2012. He did both both of those festivals, which was like unheard of. 
he was doing that get out of town tour. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get them both, and then he never came. He hadn't been back since. So. Yo, fucking nuts. And then the hologram show. He went and did the hologram oh, I show. I forgot about that one. Yeah. 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 The hologram show was in Hammond, and that got shut down. Were you there for that? No. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. That's that's wild. Yeah, wow. Wild move. I love that though. I love where yeah. it's like, yo, you get the fucking hologram. That's what yeah. you're getting. Yeah. And people went crazy for that shit. He couldn't even do it. They shut it down after like he did like a song and they shut it down. <laughs> so how's the, how's this gonna be? How's this event gonna be? Um, well, they're not doing an event in Chicago. Okay. They're just celebrating it like you gotcha, know, gotcha, like gotcha. They're gotcha. doing a whole campaign. I think they have some other stuff going on that's like unannounced. Mm-hmm. Um as of right now, but there won't be anything in Chicago, but they, they're rolling out billboards. So there's like, they're like right above Fado. If you know the bar Fado, like, yeah. uh, like in river North, there's mm. a huge cheap, cheap built finally rich billboard celebrating its 10 year anniversary. That's, that's so sick. I mean, and he, like at the time when that album came out, they weren't allowed to advertise it. They weren't allowed to right. it in Chicago or anything. So it's like, you know, kind of a full circle moment for him. That's Damn. amazing. I love that. I love just just the presence of Chief Keep back in Chicago makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, what, whatever that may look like, that makes me exactly. fucking happy. And whoever gets that first show back, it'll be it'll be. Ugh. Oh it'll yeah, be crazy. dude. Yeah, where would that even be? It'd have to be would Soldier be Field. <laughs> would it be Lala? Somebody said somebody said uh, he could do the United Center. I don't know. You think he could fill the United Center? Mm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Chief mm. Keefe and Friends opening DJ set by Chop. Mm. Hey, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That that have to be a big one. Yeah. Uh, what we do around here every week, we compare two artists head to head. Their top five songs as viewed most popular on Spotify. Okay. You pick a this or a that for each round. We go five rounds. It gets weird. It gets interesting. <laughs> I picked today for you. About as Chicago as it can get, since it is the Christmas season. These two gentlemen made a Christmas album together. Anyone that knows Chicago Christmas music, this should be a dead giveaway. Uh, today's battle is going to go five rounds between Jeremiah and Chance the Rapper. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it? Merry it's, Christmas, Shawnee. What do we? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll go. go we'll go five songs from each, and you're going to pick a this or that for each round. Okay. Starting with. Jeremiah, we or Chance the Rapper, uh, Justin Bieber, holy, we, okay, Neek, Travis, we. Hey, does we sample? Um, does this sample the Mario Brothers? Does it? Ooh, that I don't know. Uh, let me let me see. Like that Mario that Brothers be... game over. <laughs> That'd be oh. nuts. Maybe so. It I is. It's lost it. upon me. But that I know that song was in a uh, Apple commercial. Was it? Oh, okay. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. It's we. It's we like French. we like French. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We, we, like, we. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like. I don't know if this is actually a sample, but it does remind me of the Mario Brothers, which is funny because. Well, they're Italian, not French. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no segue, Kings. On that. I was hey, you but, know, halfway through saying that, I was like, actually, it's not funny at all because there's, there's no yeah. connection there. And they, and they, were, what, Latin, they were Latin in the movies. Yeah, they were Puerto yeah. Rican. Puerto Rican, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Because yeah. John Leguizamo was crazy, too. <laughs> that that movie was, crazy. was fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, I got to revisit. It was a bang. Yo, young Leguizamo. That's yes. awesome. 
Uh, round two, Jeremiah down on me or Chance Cocoa Butter Kisses. Oh, Cocoa Butter Cocoa Kisses. Butter kisses. Okay. I'm not sure. Cocoa yes. Butter Kisses. Cocoa that chance. might be one of the uh, yeah that I'm might be one of the best. Like, I'm right, to say the i was gonna but, say something spicy i don't want to say something spicy but yes that is i'm going with cocoa butter kisses there. what's the spicy being, what's the spice being that performed live at Lollapalooza 2013 sorry to interrupt i didn't mean <laughs> no, no please no you're good please being that performed live at Lollapalooza 2013 like at the height of chance mania and he brought out vic and twister it was a, it was an amazing <clears> thing to see. i don't know if you guys were there for that but that was this cool. is one of my favorite chant songs uh this is basically when like the, the last acid rap was when i stopped like after this is when i stopped liking chance there's i wasn't into it after that but i saw chance live at house of blues in las vegas and nobody was there like it was <laughs> it was and like I, I specifically remember like the homie being like what the fuck is this guy doing like was it for he, this album yeah it was like acid rap so wow. he opened mm. up they were, it was Action Bronson. Oh, no, it was Goldlink, Action Bronson, and then Chance opening up for Mac Miller. Oh. Uh, mm. Crazy lineup. Yeah. That's that insane lineup. Like, hung out with Goldlink because he was the first one on. Nobody knew who Goldlink was. Like, me and the homies were all stoked on him. Uh, <laughs> I was the only one that was, out of my friend group that was really on action. And because this is early. And yeah. then chance we were all about but acid rap had already built hype but just for some reason in vegas nobody knew what it was yet and chance was still on that like like the oh, yeah. thing and like doing his like tiptoe thing like still juking and stuff juking. it was just going over people's heads they like weren't what ready is for it yet. they weren't no, ready they were not ready for it yet and i remember the homie was like what is the fuck is going on up here what is this guy doing <laughs> like why is he like prancing around the stage i was like it's it i promise it's fresh <laughs> <laughs> this is tight your kids are gonna love it <laughs> your kids are gonna love it i promise right, it's coming just wait you're, it's coming just wait for it in a year from now you're gonna be like oh i saw him in house of blues my friend was right yeah yeah that's a crazy ass lineup though that's like the last moments of the blog yeah that's like that's like that 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 era hanging on for dear life yeah that that was that was a crazy concert because it was like a two after that concert was another concert and it was uh who was it it was uh subtract wow oh, that's very yeah. blog yeah it was that's, a week that's a time capsule right there yeah. that whole yeah. night a that's double it. header it was a crazy day 2013 does not feel like it was that long ago, but yes, it, was it really time. doesn't. Ah. But man, that was a damn near a decade. Next decade month, ago, crazy. <laughs> yo, yeah. I hate that. I fucking hate that. <laughs> and then 2003 being 20. Oh, oh no, I don't want to talk about sick. that yet. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about that one yet, uh, <laughs> gentlemen. Round three. <laughs> let's keep the spirits high today. Round three. Jeremiah, don't tell him or chance. No problems. This is the battle of the club tunes. It's pretty even, I think. I'm going to say, yeah, it's pre- it's close, but I'm going to go no problem. I have no problem. I have sentimental value to that song. Mm. And I, I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the, the whole Grammy shout out too. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, that's the flex right there. So we're gonna talk about that right it. now. I was not. I was not even gonna say it. Was, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Before we even before we hear anyone else's <laughs> opinion. Uh, Barbara was there for the whole Grammy experience. Uh, oh. Yeah. And got the shout out from Chance at the Grammys. When he won for this song. Yeah. Uh, 
what was that day like for you? If you that's, can just hop into of, that. That's just one of the best days. That was definitely one of the best, you know, moments of my life. No question. I mean, just getting, it was, that was definitely a feeling I can't like describe. I mean, we were, we were celebrating, like we won. we were already just excited that he won. Of course. Yeah. And you know, I, I helped write that change the, um, the actual, uh, law for the Grammys. Um, cause they, uh, oh nominated for a Grammy at that time. And this was 2016, seven, it was a, the music from 2016, but the Grammy was February, 2017. So five years ago, if it, if you can believe this up until five years ago, you still had to either sell physical copies or have your music for sale on um, iTunes to be uh, able to be nominated for a Grammy. Wow. It was not streaming only. So if you were a streaming only artist, you didn't were not you were ineligible. So this is up in only five years ago this changed? Yes. That's... I fought we fought the Chicago chapter um of the Grammy committee of or... the Grammy committee. Matt Hennessy was was heavily involved in this too. Shout out to him in in, in our chapter as well. We submitted it every year because they were like, We I, I I sat on the Grammy board for like a decade. I've been yeah. off for a couple of years now because I turned out, and that's a whole other thing, but um <laughs> They were like, why can't we get more hip hop artists like signed up to be voting members? Because like that's a whole other thing. Yeah, like, I won't go into the explain. Like you have to be a voting member. Like nobody chooses who wins the Grammys. It's a you have to vote on it. But yeah. you're only as strong as your voting base. And a lot of the hip hop community do, are don't vote, don't know how the rules go. So that's like part of what what I was what I was doing. But um, I do want to talk further into that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, they're like, why can't we get more people signed up? And I go, well, look, you're you're not counting how these people stream music. They don't, they're not selling physical product anymore. They have mixtapes, they're giving stuff away for free or they're streaming it. And the Grammys was not on board. It wasn't until like finally, I think maybe the um uh, the Oscars or or the Emmys, one of those two, like let somebody from like a Netflix only or Apple only thing. They saw that and I'm like, look, see, they they are way ahead of us. Like we're music, we should be in front of then but like the 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 movie business is, is even you know moving quicker than you guys are and they're finally like oh okay we get it so it just so happened to be the same year that coloring book came out right and that was like you know famously a streaming only thing and it was like a free album it was before streaming really took over um and, and and that was the year that everything changed and and sure enough he won three grammys that year and if he would have been not, if that would have happened a year prior he would not have been nominated yeah mm. That's so interesting. So it's bizarre to me to think that only five years ago yeah. that that was a thing. Cause it's at this point, we've already like figured out how to count streams well, we, yeah. that count towards through, album sales. We've been like, we had, so many well into that. Of music we, have, too. we have evolved while well, we haven't evolved that much. Like the sound of music hasn't evolved that much. Right. In five years. Like the technology and all the, that stuff. Right. Has changed. And mm. that's what I mean. Like we've already figured out how to account for album sales via streams. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't the Grammy get on the Grammys get on board with that? I technically can't even vote because I don't have any credits. Right. I am uh, what they call, well, it used to be an associate member, but they, they have a new fancier term for it. Um, now because i'm not a musician i don't have any credits right so you yeah. have to have you have to have two right yeah mm -hmm. 
That's interesting. You have to have two, you have to have like, you have to have be vouched for by two people that are like that, that are already in. And then you have to have X amount of credits to be on. So like writer, producer, you did the album packaging. Um, you know, there's a number of different things that, that count. I, unfortunately, like at coming in as a journalist, that's how I started or, yeah. blog or whatever like that. It's not, doesn't count, you know, I, and I, and I try to change that as well, but cause you know, I think people, I mean, that, cause you are involved. I mean, yeah. Like journalists are involved in, yeah. you know, the industry. So you would think that they'd have some sort of an opinion yeah. to be able to vote. Right. Um, exactly. And while we're on the subject, I heard a conversation recently and just wanted to get your quick opinion on it. Um, the voting process is usually in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you can manually change the list, but the default is alphabetical order. Do you... Do you think that people with names that start high on the alphabet end up getting kind of a, a push advantage because like the Adele's, the Beyonce's versus um, the I don't know Vampire Weekends of the world? <laughs> tops. Maybe you know some of that. I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure, um, but I will say that the way they changed the rules. So back in the day. You know, up, this was maybe even five years ago, right? Five six years ago, you used to be able to vote on every single category. So that means me, if I was a voting member, I could vote on classical music or, um, you know, whatever. There's categories music. that don't get televised. Yeah, and there's there's literally hundreds of them. Bluegrass, yeah. I and mean, you ought to see like on the Grammys, you ought to see the list of of categories. I mean, there's yeah, there's categories that st- like you wouldn't even you've never even heard of like this. Yeah, you have no idea. So what they said was like a lot of these these categories, um, like people just vote for whoever's popular. So if if I am, you know, I'm I'm an expert in hip hop and rap music, I should probably not be voting on classical music. I don't know anything about classical music. Mm. Um, And even like I don't know anything about gospel music. I know a little bit, but I don't I wouldn't say I would be good enough to to like. To say, oh, this is the best gospel person of the so year. Like, people yeah. go through, and that's how like Snoop Dogg or somebody wins because people that don't know anything about those categories will just vote for the biggest name. So that's how mm. you end up with. Oh, yeah, that a makes lot sense. of times, like you know, Kendrick's always going to win, or Eminem's going to win, or Kanye the most popular name. I think that is more of um, the the disadvantage in the alphabetical thing for sure. So they changed the rules. Um, to where you can only you can only I think it's like fifteen categories instead of all like a hundred and twenty of them. So you can only you can only like vote on X amount of categories now. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think that's see, a fair. I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair because like you know I use the Macklemore example. Like nothing to take away from anyone. I personally am not a fan, but like I remember when Macklemore won what was it album of the year record over the year over yeah. kendrick mm-hmm. yeah and everybody was like rap fans were pissed yeah everybody right. was mad. and it's mm-hmm. like i could see why the average like uh casual listener of music oh, would go with macklemore over yeah. kendrick yeah he had the but biggest like, right. he had the biggest he had the biggest yeah. i mean you know thrift yeah, shop the was on the radio biggest it's on it's in target it's in starbucks it's yeah. it's a, it's in the clubs like it was a monumental hit, yeah. corny as hell, and rap fans wouldn't give it album of the year or song of the year. But due to its popularity and people who may not be of the genre voting, I could see that. 
Yeah. So that's what happens a lot. It, mm-hmm. it can't become a popularity contest. So that's one thing you have to worry about. That's why I would always encourage more people to vote. It's like you can either sit on the sidelines and complain about it and, oh, the Grammys aren't for us or da-da-da-da, whatever, which, you know, whatever. There's truth to that. Of course. But you're only as good as your voting fan. If you're that's eligible, I always think. you it's have like, dude, to. If you're eligible, like, why aren't you? You should vote. If I yeah. could vote, I would. But I can't. Mm. Okay, so I have a question then. Sure. So... You know, Summer Walker's going through her her struggles right now with the Grammys. And uh her and Justice basically said, uh Justice, her her manager, mm-hmm. basically said that um the Grammys have a have a theme and she didn't fit the theme. She did all of the all of the um the Grammy stuff, all all of the meet and greets, all the handshaking and whatnot, all the political stuff. And then they're basically saying when it comes down to it is what she represents and how how she looks doesn't fit what the Grammy is looking for when it comes to R&B. Is there something to that? Um... Look, as far as maybe performing at the show, maybe no, not not so much performing. Um, but I but I don't know. Like it's 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 really up to the voting base. I mean, I think there there are. Uh huh. I mean, look, some of that stuff I can't answer. That's that's over my head, or I I can't answer it intelligently. Um, you know, I, I I who who was she not? Who else was nominated? She was not nominated at all. Is that the Ooh. issue? I gotta I gotta look at that. Yeah, yeah I think I, the I issue know. was she wasn't nominated. She wasn't nominated at all. Mm-hmm. And um, God, the people that they had in is a, a lot of people drop have been dropping out of Grammys. Right, it seems right. like like. At- I just not even like I don't even want to be considered. Well, we right. talked about the Silk Sonic one. Yeah, right. I so I, I think that's a play for Beyonce. Yeah, I don't know why. I I don't. I personally do not know why they took themselves out of play. I don't. I don't know what that was about. That's it's such cr- an we crazy. we mentioned that we're like that's such a like wild and like arrogant like cocky move to be like we want to make room for everyone else we already know we're gonna win we want other probably they probably figured they would win everything and they probably actually and they were probably right like to win everything the the, they the academy loves they love anderson pack and they love bruno mars right (laughs) there's like a thing with the grammys that is always like anything that pays an homage to an old era and does it like in a very poppy way is that's Grammy fodder. Like they're going like we're talking Mark Ronson and Amy mm. Winehouse type mm. of production. Yeah. yeah. We're, they're getting Grammys like yeah. re- no doubt. Definitely catnip for them. Yeah. that I, is. I was going to say, is there anyone that's had a bigger glow up than Anderson, though, regarding being on that Grammy stage and, and getting the shine he deserves? I you mean, know, dude, the guy's he, wins, he won, I think, like last year or two years ago. And I was like, I've never even heard of this. He was like, co, he yeah. won it with somebody else. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I hadn't even heard the song. I'm like, what the was it for like Come Down or something like that? I can't remember. No, it wasn't Come Down. It was, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, if it's right before Silk Sonic, Come Down had been out for a while, but it was yeah. probably some I like, I forgot what it was. Dude's yeah. really good. Like, he, you're right. He just, he deserves it. And I, I, it's i don't want to i'm glad he had his shine before the bruno mars because i would hate to be like bruno gave him his shine but like yeah. the dude deserves yeah, it on his own he's definitely a favorite i mean mm. you know, 
he, he's definitely he's definitely in that in that matrix. No question. Good for him. Shout he's out to Pee Wee. We love Pee Wee around here. <laughs> DJ Pee Wee. Oh, we do. Let's hop into round four real quick, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Plains or Chance the Rapper all night. I'm gonna go with Plains. Okay. Ooh, Trav. <laughs> Chance was on Planes originally. He, yeah. Oh, well, he was on the remix. Yeah, that was. I think that was the original. Or oh, that was the original. Okay. They put it out as a yeah. Yeah, with um. J Cole. Mm. Cole, but uh, he had his uh his group the, SOX. Yeah, Social Experiment. There it is. Mm. That, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that Planes. 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 Okay. Planes. Planes goes off in the club too. Oh man, I forgot off. about this song. As soon as, they, as soon as they hear that that. Yeah. yeah, all night. To, all night oh. is a dope ass. Rap. I love all night too. That's yeah, a good that's so dope. Yeah, so, shout out to Kitchenada. That shit, man. Yeah. That beat is just Kitchenada put his on that one, man. Yeah, and, and I think Knox Fortune is on that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Knox yes. Fortune's on that. Yeah, God, that's the homie. Uh, that's one of those songs song you hear so much that you forget it's dope. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. now yeah. I like. Now I'm just like like thinking about. It. I'm like, oh, that song really was good. Planes is crazy, dude. <sighs> The chance kind of wins but that round no matter what by default. Right. Yeah. 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 True. Uh round five, Jeremiah all the time, featuring Lil Ooh. Wayne or Chance the Rapper. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. All the time. All the time. Okay. All the no time. Question. Man, that oof. So it's such that a one, dark they had beat. the sexually explicit video. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. that mm. It was online for like yep. uh, two days and it was gone forever. I don't even I'm not exactly. <laughs> I remember that. Pulled yeah. from the internet. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh Nick, that was from late nights a mixtape, which is one of the best mixtapes. Oh past. my god, yeah, it was. That shit. Yeah. I'm going with Jeremiah. I forgot how many songs this guy has that I like. I completely Dude, man. Just like so, so off my radar, I completely forgot. Bangers. I went on a I went on a Jeremiah Power Power set one night, man. He's Chicago too? Yes. Yeah. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. I went to his uh I went to his house a few years ago. The one in the one in Sherman. Well, I'm in LA. And um this dude has so many plaques. Like I, mm. I, he had plaque every wall in his house. Wow, his big house had like ASCAP awards, BMI awards, song. I mean, he had it was just walls and walls. I was gonna say he he's a writer plaques. too, right? Yeah. yeah, this man has so many plaques. He had plaques in his bathrooms. He had plaques in the bathroom. <laughs> he had plaques in the workout room on the floor. He had plaques like on top of workout equipment. He had what? Plaques in his garage. This dude had more plaques than I've ever like. You forget how like even just seeing the hook or right contributing stuff like the dude has crazy writing credits <laughs> imagine going home be like yo how should i decorate the new crib like just <laughs> just completely cover it in my plaque it's just the, every inch of wall was covered in uh in plaques That's so <laughs> people forget people forget man jeremiah's got uh cold, he's got a dude. lot man yeah, yeah. it's cold uh i want to take you into the lightning round here uh this is just for you andrew it's a this or that one artist stays the other disappears from your brain forever you never get to hear a song from them again starting with faith evans or mary j blige oh man i I really like both of them but i gotta i gotta keep mary 
Okay. Doors or Nirvana? Uh, keeping Nirvana. Okay. Paul Wall or Mike Jones? I'm keeping Paul Wall. <laughs> okay. Paul Wall. Rocky or Tyler? Uh, I'm gonna keep Tyler. Uh, Dream or Neo? Dream. Okay. Uh, Fleetwood Mac or Tom Petty? I'm gonna keep Petty. Diddy or JD? Oh, that's the toughest one yet. Um, <laughs> can I take a drink? <laughs> uh, um, actually, I gotta go with. I gotta keep. I love. I love Jermaine Dupri, dude. He's done so many of my favorite records. I think he's mm. so underrated. But Diddy, Diddy is a part of way too many. Like Diddy's a part of like the biggest, some of the biggest songs ever. Yeah, um, the Hitman, and you know, and so I'm gonna keep Diddy. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, Jermaine. <laughs> that, that JD prop is absolutely like necessary, though. Dude, I love JD. I, yeah, I agree with you. Super over, underrated. If you ever heard his album, like the, that first solo album that he uh, did, Life Seventy Two. Oh, buddy, man, that I had that crazy. Had that, that song Party Continues. Yeah, the party continues <laughs> with uh, the Brad Usher, and then yeah, uh, yep. Um, it had the song with um, Mariah Carey. Yes, uh, uh, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Uh, yeah. You know what uh, I've been playing? I've been playing. Money uh, in the bank. Yeah, yeah, money in the bank was on that. Dude, I've been playing dude, uh, dude. "Listen to the B Side" by the Brat. Oh my god! Oh, Off the Bad Boy soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The Brat. The you know Brat what that samples cooked. though, right? Uh, yeah, that's uh, outstanding. Yep. I've been. That's what I've been doing. I go into outstanding yeah. into that. Outstanding. And then and then add in um, soul Candy. for real. Every little thing I do. Yeah, that, oh, that all works. You yeah, can play all that. You can play those three together. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dilla or Pete Rock? Um, it's another tough one. Uh, man, I'm gonna keep Dilla. Okay, but I love Pete Rock too. Mm. Jay Z or Future? Jay Z. Ashanti or Sierra? Ashanti. LL Cool J or Schoolboy Q? Oh man, that's a tough one. But I, dude, you even Q, even Schoolboy Q would say I was crazy for for not picking LL, dude. LL's the man. <laughs> LL did a lot, man. L, I gotta go LL. LL, yep. Uh, Lauren Hill or Shaka Khan? Ooh, that's another tough one. I'll probably go with Lauren. Okay. Method Man or Red Man? I might. <laughs> Dude, that's. You hate so to split up the band. If you say, then I can't listen to like any Wu Tang ever again. If you take out Method Man. Wu Tang's fine. It's. it's mm, shit. Well, yeah, Neek. Neek. What? Neek. Oh, okay, just, is, just, if I, if just, I get rid of Method Man, get, then I have to get rid yeah. of like every. Oh, we've been. The, the president stands that if you get rid of the acts you can keep their group stuff so you so get like, to keep the rockweiler the wu-tang no no wu-tang stays wu -Tang but stays. method man solo stuff goes away i'm gonna keep reggie noble then <laughs> <laughs> he has better he has better solo albums mm, that's fair fair yeah ray schremert or ti 
T.I. BBD or Guy? Ooh, BBD. Rick James or Childish Gambino? Rick James. Okay. <laughs> Beastie Boys or Run DMC? Run DMC. Steely Dan or Gangstar? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> it still cracks me up that we even did that. <laughs> Look, dude, I really like Steely Dan. I, I would not. I casually would listen to. I listen to Gangstar more, so I'm going to keep Gangstar. Okay. That's a tough one, though. Uh, Roots or NERD? I'm going to keep the roots. Okay. Tribe or far side? Mm. Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) Tribe has what? Four out, five albums? Mm. Big? Five, Five six? Yeah, five. Far side has basically two. Three. Which one are we counting as the third? <laughs> uh, what's the white one? Lane rap or whatever. We're not counting. Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting <laughs> the name of it. But there was no Dilla. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this is a tough one because she said even like bizarre, bizarre ride to the far side is is one of my favorite albums of all time, and I love Lab Cabin California too. Right. And it's funny that like Lab Cabin, Lab Cabin California has like kind of in the in the most in recent times, I feel like that's kind of overtaken Bizarre Ride. Humble mm. beginning. That's that? what I was thinking of. Have you noticed that too? Agreed. I think Dilla mm. is involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lab Cabin. And running, you know, even though if you would have if you would have said it then that you like Lab Cabin more than Bizarre Ride 15 years ago, 20 years, people would have been like laughed at. You're the you're a fucking joke, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm old enough to remember when people said Dilla ruined Farside and Tribe. Hmm. That's I wasn't old enough, but I remember. I I was old enough for that one. I remember my older friend saying shit like that and being like, "What are you talking about?" Because I, I, by the time I found Farside and Tribe and knew what I was listening to, right? Lab Cabin was my favorite. And uh, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, how old? Thirty-three. Okay. So I'm just like just young enough to not have been like old enough to really know what was going on when these dropped. Right. Had them, but no idea what I'm listening to. And then the Tribe album, the white one with Finding My Way, with the one with the Uma on it. Yeah, right. Um, right. I love that album. But I, I mean, know you're like you're of... like seven to ten years old when these albums are coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, so right. I have no like real understanding of what was going on. But now when I get to high school and I'm like old enough to know who's involved with what, and I'm a nerd about it, and people are like, "Yeah, that that album, people weren't fucking with because, well, now you got." Consequences part of tribe, right. mm-hmm. yeah, and like they got it. now. Tip isn't doing all the uh, tip, and the guys aren't doing the uh, production, like the Uma's involved guy from Detroit. And people did not like Beats Rhymes in Life, like Beats Rhymes in Life. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. did not get good. It had very mixed reviews. People were like, Oh, they're trying to sell out. They got singing on the hooks, they got like you know. Once again, was the first single, and like, like people hate stressed, stressed out. I know out. so many people that hate stressed out. Yeah, people like hate it, like. And and now it's like you wouldn't think that. I think that's you know even though it's down in the rankings from some of those other albums. Yeah. It, um, yeah. 
Okay, so they have six albums, right? Tribe has six albums. With the yeah, new one, yeah. The, the With the new, new one. one. Right. Um, uh, but but yeah, people were did not like that Q-Tip wasn't doing all the production on that. Right. And then I remember they were saying that the far side, and it's like, dude, certain people remember this, but like you'll see people like argue about this on Twitter, and they don't, I'm like, you weren't there. That's that's why I know because like people are like, fuck Lab Cab in California. Because uh, Dilla ruined it. Like, we don't... Where's Jay Swift? Because Jay Swift did the whole Jay first Swift, album. yes. And everybody's like, where's Jay Swift? He, he's the fifth member of the group. He's what made the group. And it was like... They, they did... That was... Lab Cabin had mixed reviews. Other than the singles, mm. I think it had mixed reviews at the time. But now it's like... I think it's held in even, like, a higher regard now. Because of the Dilla effect. Yeah. Later. Because yeah. everybody mm. in retrospect, like, still... It's so funny. We've been talking a lot about Dilla lately. Our last episode, mm. we talked we have about been. Dilla. And, uh... It's interesting that, like, during his early years, like, when he first got big outside of Slum, people were not feeling it. Mm. I mean, and, dude, it was like, uh, even even Slum wasn't that big. I mean, their biggest song, they came after Dilla left the group. Like, their two biggest songs, I think, were Tainted and, and obviously, uh, the one with Kanye. um, Selfish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's after Dilla. That's Mm -hmm. that's after Dilla, when they kind of, like, changed their sound a little bit. But... Yeah, after Dilla died, that's like when the cult of Dilla like really began. Yeah. Andrew, what was the response uh when the light came out? Do you remember from Common? Yes. Yeah. Um well, I mean that's the album that got that's the album that got uh Common over. Mm-hmm. Like after years and years and years of, you know, him not bricking, but he cuz he always had he always had like he was always loved critically. You know, mm-hmm. his first uh, especially resurrection which was his second right. album that was absolutely loved uh hello <laughs> yeah sorry my kid um was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely loved um critically mm. um and then one day it all will all make sense i think was like i think they thought that would be the album that, got, that that's my favorite common album i love yeah. that i mean i love that 25th album. anniversary Mm. Yeah, right. That's actually my favorite comment. I could talk about that album all day, but I think they thought that would be the one that got him over because it had Erica Badu on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren Hill was on it. Shit, it almost did. Yeah. Um, it, you know, no, that uh, video Martin too. Kind of like experimenting with more jiggy sounding <laughs> uh, production. Or maybe that's unfair. Cannabis was on it. Like, Cannabis, Cannabis was on it. Right. At that time. And it didn't get him over. Um, but then it's like water for chocolate when he goes to the East Coast and, you know, links up with the Roots and, you know, Questlove and Dilla. And then, you know, The Light was like one of those records that that actually got played on the radio. Like that song was big. Mm. You know, it was mm. it wasn't like, you know, that's like around that's like the same summer as, you know, Nelly, uh, Country Grammar and like Eminem, Eminem's second album. And, and you know, it wasn't like one of those, like it wasn't as big as like, you know, Nelly or anything like that. Right. But it was definitely mm. one of the bigger songs of that time. Mm. That what song. a crazy era. Like the uh, Neo Soul conscience, mm-hmm. like uh Soulquarians era was such a specific thing. Yeah. Mm. And it's and almost that's like all the- happened at the same time as like Rockets too. So like, right. you know, like yeah. Rockets happening and then the Soulquarian, like it that was like a that was like a you can listen to anything. I mean, I think there was a good balance of whatever you wanted to listen to. Speaking of rockets, go ahead and watch that Murdoch's doc. Woo, buddy. That stuff is like... Do they talk about rockets in it? Oh, yeah. They do? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't no they don't dive they don't dive deep into it, but they you know they <laughs> they talk about the son the son uh, drifting off from the family business and doing his own thing and how how much of a uh, crazy thing it was for this kid that's dad is basically the king of the world, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the king of the media world, and he he buys he owns this hip hop label, right? And then from from there, his dad is like, yo, come back to the company. And then he is head of all media and music now. Really? Or for the Murdochs and his whole thing. Yeah. Dude, because Rockus was moving like a major label. And I think that's one of the things that if you go back, if you have any of those old source magazines, double XL at the time, like they were competing with like the major, like they were at yes. two page ads. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were, they were on, their videos were on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rap city and Bay, all that stuff. They were in heavy rotation. You know, Yom TV raps was kind of like kind of done by then, but like direct effect was, I think the, the hip hop show on MTV at the time oh, their right. video played on that. And they were on heavy rotation on rap city. Like City. they were yeah. moving like a major label and it was like, they're like, yo, we're an indie. So everybody like thought they were indie. So they had right. like, you know, a certain cachet, but they were they definitely money. Moving. That's what I was. I've always been like ruckus and stones throw were like the two big underground backpack. Like those were the majors for the backpackers. Yeah. Like, but, but stones throw was not, did not have, but they didn't go as like, they pop, didn't have full page ads in the source. No, yeah. if they had any ads in the source, it might be a little quarter page. But I don't yeah. even remember them being in in like I don't remember ever seeing any advertising for like Madlib was never on some like Black Star shit. No, dude. If you if you read a lot of the the stuff that's come out after Doom Pass and how they made Mad Villainy, like they made that shit with no money. Like they had yeah, they basically paid for his plane tickets to California. If you watch uh, their documentary, the Stones Throw on the My Vinyl Always a Ton. That documentary, you will see because it's real footage. You'll be like, "Oh, this company is for real." Ran out of the back pockets of like <laughs> real people. Like yeah. Peanut Butter Wolf is really fronting all of this. It was like, not it's just even a close dude. to the same. Like Rockets was a completely different. It was a corporate yeah. entity. They had fucking Kanye West. Yeah, I mean, mm. they their their CDs were placed alongside the other. Like if you went to a music store, like they were on the same rack. Right. Like, it, it wasn't like it, I think it was more of an aesthetic and a sound than like really underground because like they had songs with like Nate Dog. Like those are huge. Like oh no, like that's a yeah. ruckus mm. song. And, and that, that's well, it. that's when they started. That's when people started the backpackers start turning against them. Yeah, I remember, I'm like yeah, I uh, love those songs, mm. but like to call that like underground or backpack it's like yeah. okay so how far are we gonna go till we start <laughs> that's when it started changing but that's that that exact moment when oh no came out that's when people started being like yo what like we're we're on trl now like we're doing right, like, right. um a, a radio rep who was doing radio stuff for rockets told me a story about that and he said that when that song came out he had to write program he had to write like college radio djs and, and, and college radio people like saying that this is not like, this is not, um, this is just like a one and done. Like we're not selling out. We're not changing. Cause people were so upset about that. Wow. You had to like ask had explain the sound to them. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of let, funny let, to hear that song Let me tell you what you're about to hear right now. Like, Yo. It's going <laughs> to sound a little bit Polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he had to like say, we're not like selling out. Like we're not going corporate. And when in fact, you know, he just needs some dough. 
Yeah. You're like, yes, the Nate dog. That but they Nate didn't dog. need the dough, though. That's we need the dough. We're just hooking up fucking, you know, <laughs> Nate and fucking. <laughs> Feral yeah. Monch needed some bread. All right. Yeah. Who did, who did Oh No? Who did the beat for Oh No? Was that, uh, that wasn't Rock Wilder, but it was somebody who was like, hold on. Uh, neat. I know, I'm, I'm number crunching right now. Mm-hmm. That's such a uh oh that's oh no the producer no Rock, no Rock Wilder did do it I did was Rock right. Wilder, yeah, Rock do Wilder it? did that right mm. wow mm. that's so crazy yeah so they were like yo Ayatollah didn't do this beat like this shit is commercial <laughs> you're selling out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep that was Rock Wilder that's so yeah. crazy yeah. I have a couple more in the lightning round, and then we can we can talk a little bit of history real quick. Uh, Andrew Clips or Mob Deep? Mm. Your friend Clips, I should say. Your friends Clips. Yeah, I go with Clips. Sorry. Okay. Let's go. Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Okay. (laughs) Pharaoh Monch or most debt. There you go. <laughs> Most deaf. Most deaf. I like uh, Carol too, but Sade or Aaliyah? Aaliyah. Last but not least, we ask it every single time: Outcast or Hall and Oates? Outcast. But I like Hall and Oates is super dope, but Outcast for sure. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I do want to get into a bit of history uh, while we have you on the show. Um, let people know the genesis of Fake Shore Drive, if you can. If you want to make it an abridged thing, kind of let them know how everything started because it's a Midwest staple, obviously. I've known you for a minute, but I think other people from the West Coast and the East Coast may not know the story. Right. Yeah, I mean, basically, so if you want to, you know, walk back in time with me a bit. So we're going <laughs> to take it back to uh, 2007. Mm. Um, obviously, like how we've seen a big change in music over the past few years, I think there was a big change happening at that moment where, you know, pirating had kind of like changed the music industry for, you know, for sure. It was, I feel like by 04, 05, like around right after that time, that's when people stopped paying for music completely. I think it had already been, but that's when like, even like people who weren't well-versed in the internet started figuring out they could steal music and like everybody was, 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 was kind of doing it then. So like labels were, labels were crumbling. The music industry had gone from like making you know, tens of bill, like billions of dollars a year to like, everybody's getting fired. Labels are closing. They're consolidating. It was a really weird time. And I started noticing um, everything was going online. Everything was going to the blogs. Like, you know, these artists weren't getting played on radio and they weren't getting, um, you know, they weren't getting signed. And there was basically like no money to get, you know, basically, I got in the music business at the worst time to get in the music business. Like it was like, it was very difficult. A lot of artists weren't getting signed. Labels were down bad. Um, and then blogs started to emerge and that's, those people started to then be, you know, people were going online more to get their, um, you know, their information and download songs and music discovery, you know, um, because MTV wasn't really playing videos either at that time. Like MTV, at that point, MTV is completely changing. I don't know what year TRL went off the air. Uh, yeah, TRL had already been off, and they started really shifting to reality TV yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. And there's heavy. hardly any video. You know, like even Rap City was like, 
they yeah. that where else were you going and like you know yeah because that was like the tail end we, of we think, um 106 and park and everything too so yeah and, and trl's final episode was 08 what's that november of 08 is uh trl's final episode okay right so we're right along that time and even the even the like the popularity of 106 and park which was like the was the, the gold standard at the time like if you didn't have your video on that it was like did did you even put out a video mm -hmm. um, and um i i was just noticing that the, the shift was coming online and like you know you got to think when i started fix your drive youtube was only like a year and a half old or two years old which is great oh, it feels like youtube has been around forever right yeah right like we we're just born with it yeah yeah <laughs> but it's only it's only 17 years old yeah right that's, i mean that's, I, I miss early youtube yeah <laughs> I, I mean, they had everything on there, right? So they like, did. So I just started noticing, like, all right, I started reading blogs because you know I was out of school at that point. I was working a job, and like, I'd be on a train. You couldn't even like read. You had to like print out like <laughs> sheets of paper like then because you couldn't like really get internet that good on your phone then to read stuff. So like, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like printing out like Byron Crawford like like blogs and like that's what around, that's right around the time where now right came out and like now right was like the gold standard like mm. that they had all the news they had all yeah. the news, they had all the music and it just felt exciting and like you know at the same time the chicago scene is like really like transforming into a whole thing you know obviously kanye yeah. is the, the the king of the world at that point Lupe's emerging, right? Lupe's yeah. first album had just come out. The Cool is about to drop. That album turns 15. Uh, oh, Sunday yeah. You just well. had him on. Was Lupe on the show? No, you, no, just, no. you just had him on your show. Oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, a while ago. But, but, yeah. but yeah. Um, um, The Cool turns 15. So, like, and Lupe's like the, the king, like, of Chicago. Like, every, you know, obviously Kanye kind of like, he was largely massive. Yeah. He was in the, he was like part of the air at this point. And then like <laughs> the golden child is, is Lupe. Lupe's like next up, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, superstars like a huge record, and all this stuff's happening. And like, you know, Ryan Fest was about to come out and Bump J was around and like Bump J, oh my cool God. really between Lupe <sighs> and then the Bump cool J. Hold on. <laughs> Bump J. Bump J. You remember Bump J? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Bump J was the man. Bump J Holy was like, shit. he was supposed to be like the 50 cent. Yeah. And then he went mm. to prison for bank robbery for like a, basically a decade. Oh, like, that's right. Oh yeah. my Meant God. That shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> real. He's really wow. about it. Kanye, Kanye was like, gonna, like basically did half his album. That's right. That eventually leaked. But mm. anyway, this is before he went in, but, um, Man. The cool kids. This is Crazy. when the cool kids are emerging and they got this whole scene going in Chicago and they got like A-Tracks performing here every week. He's coming in to perform. Diplo's here all the time. Kid's sister is like the hottest female right. in the city. She's killing it. Flostradamus. Also, all these like Million Dollar Man or Hollywood Holt, like all these people are like emerging in the Chicago scene. And it's kind of blending electron. Well, I don't want to say EDM or Dan. I don't know what the proper i don't want to like blockhouse we know, yeah, oh we yeah yeah blockhouse for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so it's blockhouse what i okay so yeah. there's that's happening you got kid sister flosterdamas you know a tracks coming in all the time mm -hmm. you have that mano is kind of like a hip-hop dj but he's also blending like juke and stuff in mm -hmm. with his sets and then you got the cool kids they're all like blending in this scene and they're throwing these crazy 
parties in Chicago. So like, you know, whoever was popular in rap at the time, they might come to Chicago. You might go catch them at the House of Blues. It's halfway full. It's like, okay, what's going on here? This isn't adding up. This person's show's halfway full. But then you go to a little hole-in-the-wall bar or a smaller venue to go see the cool kids in this, like, group of people who were working together, and the line would be down the street. And it was really exciting. It would be it would be a little bit of everything in a party. And it, it, it was like the first time I started seeing all these different crowds hanging out together. Mm-hmm. Like, like different cultures, races, religions, sexes, you know, whatever, whatever you all were, everybody was hanging out together. And it was like a scene. And wherever this party would go, everybody would follow them. And it was like, they had this whole movement. They had people like chasing them around. And I'm like, they were not getting any coverage online. Like there was like, there was basically like it didn't, it didn't exist. And that's like, you know, also part of a larger thing where it's not just Chicago, but the whole Midwest, like there was not much coverage. Yeah. There was big stars that had come out of the Midwest from Kanye to Eminem to Nelly to Bone Thugs and Harmony to whoever, like, you know, obviously there's these huge artists, but on a smaller scale, people weren't really covering like the, the smaller artists, especially in Chicago. It was like, unless you were twisted, common Kanye or Lupe, you weren't getting any coverage. So I just thought it was insane that, you know, here we are in the third largest market in the United States. And there's basically like four known rappers from here at that time. And it was like, this doesn't make any sense. Every other city, you know, there's 50 rappers from Atlanta who are hot right now. Like, why is there only four in Chicago? Mm-hmm. We're the third biggest city. And there's all this cool stuff happening here. So I just saw what was happening and I started like reporting on it. And I'm like, well, let me start a blog to like kind of cover the local scene here. And people laughed at it. Like at first, like, especially outside of Chicago, even inside of Chicago, people were like, you know, you think you're going to start a blog? You think there's enough talent and people care enough about what's happening in Chicago to cover it here? You're out of your mind. And uh, thankfully, you know, it worked out and the gamble paid off and like people did care. And like, we were able to, you know, kind of help push forward a lot of the bigger stars that would come, you know, five years down the road. Um, But, but that was really it. Just, there was no infrastructure here. Um, at the time and instead of complaining about it it was just like let's try to do something and i think there was a learning curve i think like me going up to people at like events or parties or clubs or concerts or whatever and be like hey giving them a card which had like my home address is like my phone number never come on by <laughs> if you have one of those first us. generation fake short drive cards it definitely has all my information on there. Come to now. the crib. In the yeah. middle of drill. I kind of feel like I was official, but people were looking at me like, who the fuck is this crazy-ass white dude walking up to me in the club um, saying, give me your music for free so I can post it online? They did right. not, like, they were not believing that. Like, that was a real thing at the time. So it was, it, it took a little bit to get people's trust, but but it, but it worked out. That's so wild. I didn't know that your first card had the whole spiel yeah. on there that you were just, you were handing out the, the 411. <laughs> Dude, I, I printed up a stack like of a thousand business cards. Like back in the day, you could get one of those, like you get like a, a thousand business cards for like $7.99 or something. Right. And I was literally working a full-time job during the day. Then at night I would go to like any, any event there was and I would just pass out cards. Yo. Yeah. All of this has led 
to so much dope shit though. I'm looking behind you right now at the sound select shows that you yes. put on and some of those moments. I see the certified gold plaque for Womp Womp. Like, oh, yeah, you got that. Mm-hmm. There's so much dope shit. We can't forget about the food and liquor plaque that went gold, baby. So oh, we I didn't even yeah. see that. I didn't even see that. That's a flex too. Uh, <laughs> yo, I, hey, didn't I, Valet I, just come out with an album? Yep, yep, yep. Got food and liquor one and two here. <laughs> oh, you got you brought him out on vinyl. Hell yeah! I see that? I see uh, that. Nice. I want to talk about that pitchfork rating. How do we feel about that? Seven point Um, <laughs> pitchfork's <laughs> notorious for shitting on everything. Yeah, obviously. it's just like the Madden ratings. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking to Harry Fraud earlier, and he said, he Flex. said, yo, <laughs> he said, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but, it, but what he said was, he was like. He said, uh, that seven is like an A minus. Don't be upset. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. And I said, All right, I guess you're right. But no, look, I, I was never upset about it. I would have rated it higher, but Alphonse is the homie. I like Alphonse. He's a great, great human, mm-hmm. great writer. I'm a big fan of his work. I'm not, look, I'm just happy to get the look. This yeah. album is 100% independent, 100%. Like, not, mm. it's not a secret investor in this. It's not. <laughs> You know, it, this is a hundred percent independent album. We are no longer on Def Jam or Good Music. Mm. Um, you know, that was the holdup. It took a long, it took a little while to get off, get out of that deal. Um, so we put it out. It was just like we got to put out something. Um, and the fact that you know people pay a lot of money for publicists and and to try to get their reviews on, uh, you know, c- try to get a review on Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. So I'm just honored to have one. Like even if it's even if they gave us a five, yeah, I would have been pissed about that. But just that they cared enough to write about it, right. that, that makes me happy. And everyone has copied his flow. Yeah, everyone. I mean, they did a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was that moment where it was just like, uh, and even like playing songs back now from when Womp Womp dropped is just like, oh, well, well, what's that? You remember we went through, we did like a power set. <laughs> Oh songs yeah, that sound like yeah. that because it was that the Drake song sounded like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. and then nephew, nephew's nephew. got that yeah. delivery too. And uh, Chance, um, Hot Shower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot yeah. Shower has the same cadence. It's it's people were all... even saying neck push a T neck and wrist had that same thing. I didn't, but I guess that flow. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. I think that that flow now is just part of the air. Like that's just yeah. that's just what it is, and like you know. Um, you're onto something good. And I think when that, when you have something like that happen, um, you know, instead of him doubling down on it and being like, well, this is my thing and continuing to do it. He just wanted to make something completely different. Right. Mm. Really what he's been doing ever since. Mm. Yeah, that neck and wrist one though, made, made sense to me because of that cosine. Yeah. That one yeah. makes Yo, sense. I want to talk about that clips night. What, what, uh, what was that like? Cause you're right in the mix of, I posted the picture today of you pushing uh, no malice, and it's like, yo, that's a fucking moment, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it, man. You're yeah, still they, having when, these moments. When when they asked me to uh, moderate that discussion, we did like the 20 year. Uh, it's a complex con- uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, like a month ago. Um, 20 year anniversary of Lord Willen, like just to talk about it. So, um, the panel was me, Stephen Victor. The clips, of course, uh, no malice and, and push, um, and Fam Lay was on it. Who I was like, yo, I was maybe the most excited. No disrespect to anybody else, but 
to just I got to like hang out with family for a day. And that was that was like the coolest thing for me. Yeah. I love family. Like that's I, dope. Um all the heads you guys don't know much about family. Sick. You are, are you yeah. a family fan? Oh, yeah. I think everybody in this pod. All the heads we like family after him. the heads, yeah. Every, yeah. every time we bring up NERD, Neptune's anybody clips, fucks with like yeah. Neptune's heavy, yeah. family is the one. One hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah. dope. And I, I was explaining to him like how big of a cult he has. I don't think mm. he understands like how big because he's not really on Twitter like that. Uh, okay. Him, I'm like, dude, you get a lot of like your anytime somebody posts a rock and roll video, it gets it goes super viral. <laughs> but like, he, there's a lot of family stands out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a, a, we yeah. all are. Right yeah, here. yeah. If you know, you know. I yeah. hate to use a fucking yeah, clip. But yeah, hey, it, it fits. but if you know, you know. Yeah. But he was cool. But did they ask me to moderate it? I don't think I said yes to something faster in my life. So <laughs> yeah. it was an honor. It was a great honor to do that. So I'm 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 very thankful for that. That's so sick. Dude, so fucking rad. And I, I do want to mention while we have you here too, uh, you were also a good friend uh, of Ron Miner as well. Yeah. We have to, uh, you know, remember Ron in this episode. Um, it's the anniversary of his passing just recently, and um, I know you had a part in Trees too. I yeah. want to, I want to talk about that. I know that was big for a lot of the Midwest people. Yeah, you know what? I, I just talked to Oreo Jones uh, uh, today. Actually, Shout he's, out. Working on, he's working on Trees. Uh, Trees coming back. So, yeah. uh, Ron was a Ron was a great dude, man. You know. Mm. Um, I used to see him DJ when I was in college mm. um, and just knew him from around. I mean, you know, he was, he's a little older than me, but I think, but he was like one of those dudes from the Midwest who was definitely moving and shaking, man. And like, um, I want to say we became friends within the last, we became like pretty tight within the last 10 years or so, even though I'd known mm. him for longer, but like, you know, he was a luminary and like, he's really honestly just one of the best guys. Mm. Um you know, just one of the best guys that I'd met, like genuine dude, always, always there to help and always try to make stuff happen for me. Like, you know, he booked me to come speak at Sharice one year and he booked Valet to perform at Sharice one year. So I was, you know, down to help with whatever, man. He's, mm. you know, you, you were friends with him, obviously. I don't know if you guys yeah. knew him as well, but he was, he was just a great dude, man. And, you know, yeah. definitely missed. One of the best, man. And, uh, and I know that meant a lot to a lot of uh, Midwest acts too that you pulled up on that and did that and Valet did that too. Got to give Oreo Jones a shout out with Sharice, like in Indianapolis, man. There's a very special scene down there that I yeah. think doesn't necessarily get the attention it deserves. Yeah. Um, like a lot of Midwest things, there's so much fucking talent in the Midwest that gets slept on, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and I want to give that shout out. We have a couple of housekeeping questions before we send you on your way. Hold on, I got a couple of questions. Real, oh, you get <laughs> real quick, real quick, real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> Is there a Chicago curse? Colin and I talk about this all the time. We talking about R. Kelly, Kanye. <laughs> oh, we talking. We talking about a curse. That's so, a different yeah, curse. That's it, it all falls. In, it all falls into that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Okay. No. No. Okay. There's some weird shit sometimes, but I don't know about it. It's a lot of weird shit. Yeah, it's a lot of weird shit with that. I um, think the br the breakout is is referred to a curse because it's such an uphill battle being in the Midwest without the East Coast and West Coast mm. giving it the attention it deserves. Mm -hmm. I think I think sometimes what Chicago has has suffered from is like you know it was known as Haterville. Uh, for a long time, people called Chicago Haterville, and I don't yeah. necessarily think it's it's Haterville anymore. I think that was like maybe an older generation thing. I just think that 
a lot of times it has seen as since we're not New York or LA or even Atlanta. And I think other cities suffer from this as well. I don't think it's just a Chicago thing, but Chicago's a bigger city and there's mm-hmm. more examples of it. But I feel like a lot of cities that aren't the coasts or, you know, Atlanta, everybody's concerned with, man, if, if somebody gets that, that spot before me, there won't be a spot. Mm-hmm. So if somebody gets that, if somebody gets that deal or gets their song blows up before me, it's maybe they feel like I won't have that opportunity as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, I think now more than now more than ever, like you can have as many artists from Chicago as you want. Like, right. And I don't think there's fighting for a spot. Maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, that was true. You're fighting for a spot, mm-hmm. but I don't think you have to fight for, a, there's, a, there's enough spots for, and you can make your own way now. Like yeah. it's not just mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you know, they're going to only sign three people from one city. That's just mm-hmm. not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think that is in, in, in different, in smaller markets. I think that's what people worry about is like, yo, if, if he gets through the window first, I can't, I'm not going to be able to get through the door or the other window. Cause it's, the house is going to be closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two questions that kind of goes along with that. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a little question. So have you, have you thought about, building a label or starting your own label and has an has a label approached you to be an a and r um have I, i've always toyed with the idea of starting a label um <laughs> i won't say who but some years ago somebody asked me they were like um you want to start a label this was a this is a person that is you know a legend in the game and they were like um would you you want to start a label? Okay. How many? How many? Who who does every artist hate? Let's start there. And I'm like, uh, I guess they all hate their labels. He's like, every artist hates their label. You don't want to start a label. <laughs> who does every artist love? I'm like I don't know. He goes, their manager. So start with management. Uh, <laughs> that's a really oh, good man. point. Yeah. That's a, that's a interesting. He's like a really everybody needs point. their manager. People don't hate their managers. They can get fired, but like. You start you a get label. fired, but you end up getting a new manager. Like you need okay. a manager. Everybody yeah. not recognizes that. Right. Um, that said, I might. It just has to be the right opportunity. D- being a label owner is a whole other thing. Right. And I think a lot of times um the business is confusing to people. And like you give people money and like you got to pay it back. And then if you don't, then it's like people get mad. They it's just it's a lot. There's a lot that goes on to it. And like you're, you know, there's contracts. Cause I I'll be the type that if somebody was unhappy. I'll just be like, go. Like, if you don't want to be on this label, but that's not that's not a sound. I would want to do that too. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. if you don't like me and you're like, oh, fuck it, I want my master's back. I want out. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, fuck it, hey, go. Hey, you know like, what, man? It's all good. You can have what else do you do here? Land. Take it. But that's yeah. just not how the that's not how the business works. Yeah. Hey, thanks Especially... for trying it out, man. <laughs> And especially, shot, man. <laughs> especially if you partner with a major. Yeah. Right. Because like that's like a 50-50. And like I did get like indirectly via some like I had like a situation, uh, like a label thing. It wasn't for fake short drive, but it was related to me where I was gonna be like running it. Um and I looked at the deal and it was basically a glorified AR position. Okay. Because like you have different levels of like joint venture, right? Like mm-hmm. For example, the good music situation was 50-50 with Def Jam. 
Like it's 50, 50, um, all products are split 50, 50, um, but universal pays for, or Def Jam pays for everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's usually how labels go. Like, yeah, you have, um, your own thing and you can make decisions, but at the end of the day, it's the parent company who's paying for everything, whether that right. be Interscope or Atlantic or whoever. So at the end of the day, they have final say so. Mm. You can say yes or say no to things, but they cut, they still foot the bill at the end of the day. And I noticed when I was looking through the paperwork uh, that it was like, look, we could terminate this after one year if we don't like how this is going. So we'll pay you overhead. We'll pay you X amount of dollars to run the label. We'll pay his salary, X, Y, Z to do it. Um, but whoever you sign, if this doesn't go well, we don't like how you operate or how, how this is going, we can cut you out and we get to keep your audience. Mm. And so I was like, mm. I don't know. That yeah. is, that's that's rough me. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a job basically. Like, you're yeah. Yeah. And I would have basically no ownership in the, right. in the company. But that that's like a lower tier one. Like if you're a if you were a Kanye, you came in, or like I'm sure a TDE or you know a QC, any of those labels with like real success and cloud, they probably even have like an 80 20 deal at this point. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you're not you're not unless you have crazy leverage, you're gonna end up getting screwed. So right. I, mm. I didn't I didn't do that. That's fair. That's fair, man. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing I'll say about major labels. I. I don't, I'm not an anti-major label guy. I'm not a pro-major label guy. I'm indifferent. And I'll right. stop. I know I've been rambling this whole time. So I'll stop. No, no, no. no that's good. the whole that's point, man. I'm not, yeah, that's, that's I what I thought I is. knew it all. Like, I thought I knew everything about the music business. Yeah. Until I actually had an artist that was on a major. And then I saw how everything worked. Uh -huh. It's like, that's like looking under the hood of the car and being like, oh, shit, I thought I, you know, you see the car. You don't really know how it works until you look under the hood and see how the engine, what controls. I what. thought it was a Flintstone. I right. thought, yeah. 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 there was a, a turtle right. running under here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. There's so much more that goes into this that you have no idea. So many hidden costs, so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Being a, being a label probably has to be rough because you're probably the bearer of bad news sometimes. Right. And yeah. that's a position nobody wants to be in, especially right. when you initially start it with like really good intentions and like want to put out good art and like, you know, really get into like creative endeavors, whatever that may be for you. And then if something doesn't work or like you don't believe in something after initially believing in mm. something and fuck, that's then you get tired of it now. And now you're playing with somebody's life, right? Cause right. you guys have yeah. a contract right. and they can't. There are legalities, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, and it's like, all right, well, I can't let you go until you recoup, and then it's, oh shit, you're 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 raping me now. It's like, right? Oh, but I I invested. No, I invested in you. I invested two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you've only made twenty thousand back. You still need to work off that eighty k. Then it it just it, it it's a lot. It gets that ugly very quickly. It can get ugly very quickly. And most artists, especially on a major, will never ever recoup yeah yeah because you are getting billed for you're getting billed for stuff you don't even yeah, know nickel about. and dime for everything Ugh, you yeah. don't even know about it and you can't even time gas money yeah. you can't even see you can't even see what what it is you are right. they're gonna be like no nah, your album's not coming out sprinkle in the mystery of good music and def jam on top and then uh oh then it dude then it's a whole other thing it's a whole the other mystery 
was. Nas didn't even know when his album was going to be done. <laughs> Nas was like... <laughs> the music was a mystery. That was the, That was like... That was... But look, man, I, I got nothing bad to say. Of course, you yeah. know, ups and there's of course ups and downs in any. For sure, they let us they let us walk free and clear. So shout out to them. Mm, mm. Okay, shout out. Someday I there's going to be an, an incredible documentary on someday. the last. Yeah, one thirty I can't really years. Talk about it. I can't talk about a lot of stuff right now. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, I'm thankful that they let Valet walk free and clear. Mm, mm. That's ooh wow, that's crazy. That's great news. That, yeah, that, yeah, no, that is yeah. great news. That is yeah. great news. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of a lot nuts. of people will not. A lot of labels will not. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, I think bro, that's you, fantastic. You, At least you owe you owe five albums. Yo, you're yeah. Guess what? You hear dog. Here for no, and only one album counts per year. So that's a whole other thing that people. Yeah. Don't know. So that's what I mean. Like it's it's cool to me, but actually, like damn. That little tidbit of information just kind of like changed my thoughts on things. Because I remember I'd be like, yo, I'm so like ludicrous. I remember one bar. I can't remember what song it was. But he was like, I put out a hot album every summer. Like that was Ludacris's thing. And now I'm like, oh, that's a label obligation. Like, of course Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You don't have to put out one every year, but only one a year counts. So if you got a six album deal, Uh you got to drop every year to get out of that deal. Right. You're guaranteed in it for six years, even if you put out two or three projects a year. All right. Yeah. So like, if like you're just wasting your time. You're giving you people. You're giving them a free project. Yeah. Yeah. If you put out two in a year, you're giving them a free project. Is that why we got Donda one and two? Man, I, to, to be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> I know when Donda two came out, he wasn't on Def Jam anymore. So that, that yeah. that's the only thing I know. But I don't mm. know. I, that at that point, we were project. we were gone. We were we were we were gone at that point. Yeah. Right. Donda right. one, we were. When did Donda One come out? Last summer. Donda, wait a minute. Donda One is the uh, was that the stadium? Yeah. So that was last what August or whatever. Yeah. That came out yes. August of twenty twenty one. Yes. Yes. Damn, that was we good. We were still signed in. We were still <laughs> signed in. Mm. He got out. He got out this August. Okay. Mm. Okay. It's a whole nother podcast. We're not Crazy. even gonna get into it. Hey, real quick, real quick. Okay, R and B uh, for Grammys. We got Beyonce, Virgo Groove, uh, Mary J. Blige, uh, Money Long, Lucky Day, Jasmine Sullivan. Just right there, Summer Walker doesn't fit that. And that that's for best performance. So uh, traditional performance, you got Snow Allegra, Babyface, Beyonce, Adam Blackstone, and Mary J. Blige. She still doesn't fit that one either, right? Uh, okay. Okay, so best R&B song. Cuff It, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige, Hours and Hours, Money Long, uh, Hurt Me So Good, Jasmine Sullivan, Please Don't Walk Away, PJ Walker. Damn, I didn't realize I didn't realize Money Long. She's on Def Jam. She's a new sign. She's oh, cleaning money. up. She's eating. That mm. Hours and Hours, I play um, Just Incredible remix in the club. That song goes off. Does it? Mm. Off. Mm. And she's dope. Unfortunately, she's not going to win. You're not going to win with Beyonce no. in the mix. No. Uh-uh. 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 No. That's tough. Yeah. Her uh, name starts with a B. It's at the top of the list. It's anyway. at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Nick, let me pass it to you real quick. There you go. We're setting up fast food endorsements for all of our friends. And what I would love to know, and I, I don't know why I'm so excited about this one. I think it's just the branding aspect of it. What is the Fake Shore meal? And what where is it? 
what is your go-to fast food establishment? It could Man, be I anywhere. Conversation all the time, dude. I, I always I like to rank. Other than I'm talking about the big ones, and like now people like to throw in Culver's and Shake Shack and like. That's cool. That's cool. We're not straight, regional here. I'm going straight Wendy's number one. First mm. job, we're going Wendy's, and it just. I like that we're, we're going with Wendy's. Small guy in the in the big guys. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't had a lot you know of Wendy's saying? on this one. Nobody's saying Wendy's. I'm going Wendy's. Nobody's like saying Wendy's. Yeah. Nobody's saying Wendy's. Yeah. Nobody's saying what are people saying? McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger it's King. It's it's McDonald's, Taco Bell, in and out. never Burger King. I think Burger King actually might be below Wendy's. Yeah, we had uh, I like Burger we, King too. In and out life. a ton. We get a ton. In and out yeah, a but ton. we don't have that done in count. Yeah. It's regional. We had, we had hood internet. They said Arby's, of course. They're right. they're Arby's guys. I, like, I do like Arby's too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not. That's not my number one. But I do like. I like Taco Bell too. Like I'm not a. I'm not a fast food hater. All right. So we got <laughs> we got Wendy's. Maybe I'm. Wendy's. That's the Midwest in me, baby. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put Wendy's at the top spot, man. You can. I like the brand. I'm, I'm seeing the vision already. I like your logo in the Wendy's yeah. colors. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. like what's happening. That's and a new hat next week. Yellow, I'm bringing back the yellow cartons for the fries and the yellow cups. Yes, the no. 80s and 90s Johns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What what's what are we having? What's in here? Man, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a classic double or the spicy chicken with cheese. Boom. Mm. Choose Ooh, choose your own so, adventure. Yeah, you choose your own adventure. You can be either one. <laughs> what size what size are the fries? The biggie. The, the biggie, biggie fries. Yeah, biggie. I know you really not yeah. a large. A we're going <laughs> back to we're gonna like they've changed their fries too. Burger yes. their fries too. Yeah. We're going we're back, back to, to old, like the nineties. The old yeah. old fries. Yeah. yeah. No no skin. We're doing that. We're no bringing skins. back the, We're bringing back the salad bar. The salad oh, bar. Okay. <laughs> and the beverage. What's the beverage? We're bringing back the atrium glass. Yo. Yeah, we yeah, want the atrium in the joint. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. Experience. Oh, no. We're going to let you smoke inside again, too. <laughs> <laughs> only reefer. The meal comes with a fucking door. Only weed, though. You can it's only, only order this and in you the get those section. little, um, like, tinfoil um, ashtrays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yo, what's, what's the drink? What's the drink? Um, uh, man, that's a choose your own adventure too. Um, <laughs> nah, you gotta pick one. What's your dream? Because, <laughs> because the only reason I'm so specific is because like Bad Bunny and the Travis Scott, like they had a drink. Like mm. it wasn't the Travis Scott meal if it didn't come with Sprite. Mm. You didn't get the toys or whatever the fuck. I might do a, a Mr. Pib because I don't think they have Dr. Pepper there. I'm gonna do it like a Mr. I, yeah. They Mr. might Pib. be. A, they might be a Pepsi company. You might have to run. Yeah, I'm not Mr. sure. Pib. But yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. I like that. I like that. I like the nostalgia factor. Are, that's, yeah, really that's what it's all about. Fuck the drink. Get whatever you want. But yeah. it has to... it's all about the packaging. That's yeah. it. Salad bar. Salad bar's back too. Don't salad forget. bar and the salad bar. Limited time salad bar. We're Think gonna build it. it real quick on the fly. And tear it right fucking back down. They after had this chili on the salad bar too. Fuck your oh, ass up, did. bro. This is not COVID <laughs> friendly at all. Like this shit is. You might catch. You COVID. make a salad with a cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> Smoking inside. <laughs> Smoking inside. We're so back, baby. Let's yeah. go. Hello. Uh, We're going for it. You know, stranded on an island, deserted island, one album. What are you going with? Probably Tupac, All Eyes on Me, because it's a double disc. Um, I would do that or Life or uh, Life After Death, because they're double discs. That's a cheat code. Mm, okay. I like that. Okay. I like that. You know what? You're the first Tupac mention of the Stranded on an Island. No, somebody yeah. said Tupac. 
Did somebody mention two doors? on me because it's a double album. Double. Oh, you know what? That might have been. I don't want to guess who that is because I'll get it wrong. But I, 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 you're right. You're 100. Somebody said it. Because I want, I want something that I can have. You know, a lot. I, if I had to just do like ten songs for the rest of my life, like people would be like Illmatic. That's like nine songs, really. It's yeah, it's a very intro and nine songs forever. Mm. Yeah, Mm. can't do that. Man, All Eyes on Me doesn't. Even though we all pray, it's obviously a classic, but I feel like hip hop heads don't give it the respect it really deserves. Not recognized at all now. At all. No, he's just oh, a gangster no, no. rapper, so a lot of people just kind of dismiss him. But and he has no bars. Remember, he has no bars. Yeah, also yeah, he has. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have bars. He also he has. He's a, also he has no bars. That's yeah. so they say. So yeah, those are the, the those are those are the two shirts people wear though: Tupac and Nirvana, and yeah. they have no idea who either one is. Yeah. You'd be like, "Oh, what's your favorite Pac song?" You'd be like, "What?" You'd be like, "Oh, the guy from California Poetic Justice." Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, know, you know what they say: changes. 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 Oh, oh my changes. god! Terrible. And that didn't come out till after he died. He didn't ever want right. to put that song out. Yeah. Oh. I hate ah. changes. I hate. Changes. I hate changes. I don't hate changes, but I hate changes. If you know, I don't fuck right. with changes. I'll say that. I'm not. I don't rock with changes. Did that get played in the club? No. No. I no, but it was no, on the radio. It was on. the first bar it, is suicide. Like no. <laughs> Oh, bro, that shit, that shit got played on TV and the radio nonstop. It's so, yeah, it was on TV all the time. I remember watching BT and it was always on. I was a senior in high school when that came out. So I wasn't necessarily in the club. I was on, Mm. I was at like 18 and under club. So it probably played there. That and Ghetto Cowboy. Ghetto oh, Ghetto Cowboy. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember always watching Rhapsody and TRL and Changes was always I mean, on. Come on. Oh, they played that shit like oh my they played God. That shit like, three times an hour. Yeah. Oh, and then you watch 106 and Park After. And I would usually stop watching 106 once it got to the top five because that was the same for like six months. It was just right. Bow Wow. It was Bow Wow, Bow Beach wow Jagged Edge, Where the Party At. BTK. Um, yeah, B2K. so. Yeah, not to say there's a JD callback. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. to say that none of these songs didn't deserve it, but like they were the same songs for like six to nine months. So I yeah. just stopped watching once we got to the top five. Yeah, right. but they had to retire their songs after what 63 days or something like that. Yeah, they would keep me there too. It's exactly 63 days. You deserve some kind of award. <laughs> <laughs> hey, neat. Number crush that for me. How long could you say number one? Yeah. Or I think How long can you say number to... one on uh, 106 apart? Well, no, oh before God. they retired it. Because you don't have to be number one. It was just how long were you in the top? How long were you on right. the top? Right. Mm. God. It, was probably, it probably was two months. 106 and Park's longest lasting, and that's what I'm trying to figure out, is who had the most number one videos. No, Bow Wow no, had no, the no, most no. number Bow ones. Sure. But, um... How long until you... Bow Wow was the 106 and Park king. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't... I, this is kind of a... Mm, longest... This is this is a tough number crunch. Because <laughs> it's, it's a chart, so there's like a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot at, of links. He's looking here. at the Dow Jones right now. <laughs> this is this is kind of wild. This is <coughs> I know Bow Wow, and I remember seeing 65 days. 65, 65 days. Damn. 
So hey, then you need a job dude, on you the show. You're really good at, you so beat me close. on two number crunches today. Yeah, because yeah. well, I have the. I'm on a computer. You do oh, it I'm on, on a phone. phone. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. Type as fast. Yeah. I might need. <laughs> you, got, you got more real. Some of them aren't as fast, Nick. Who yeah. had the most? Bow wow, bow wow, bow wow. The longest yeah. in '65. You were done. You retired. You retired. Yeah. They got it. Number two moves up, and then they move on. Pretty much, you get Damn. a new number one. They put you. They put your song in the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> No, I remember they'd be like, this is the last day for this yeah. on the countdown. Yeah, it was a celebration. TRL was the same, right? They would they would say goodbye to songs because shit would just stand there forever. Dude, there's a list of retired videos. So. Oh, hold on. Oh, <laughs> wow. See, I got to find that one. It's all it's all kind of crazy. It's genuine R. Kelly, Omarion, Ja Rule, Bone Crusher, Mary J. T. Oh, there's you got I got to dig into that. Speaking <laughs> of R. Kelly, R. Kelly's about to put out. Didn't he put out an album? I think, that was, I think that was out somebody, of jail. That was that was like it was his music, but it wasn't him that put it up. <laughs> oh my god, yo, yo this is crazy! <laughs> that's the retired song list. We got yes. next Today, episode. That's man. my name. Yeah, I'll come back. You, we'll yeah. put a feather in that cap. I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, come back. we gotta talk about retired songs from 106, TRL. Mm. Really, those two. That's it. Yeah. Because, and, yeah. And I guess Rap City, but Rap, Rap City had a countdown, but I don't necessarily. The Rap know City countdown was only on Saturdays. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like there, it was different. It wasn't. Yeah, and I it missed was that like shit. a Saturday morning thing. It wasn't. It was like top ten, and they didn't retire videos and shit. We got to talk I, about who had the best freestyle on the basement too. Oh, the dude who threw the mic and tackled the guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy. He he won. He's the best moment. That in, guy. In Fridays. <laughs> Oh, that was he got hell I mean, everybody would say Cameron counting money, but Ludacris yeah. probably had the best. Ludacris, oh, I was thinking 106 one. Freestyle mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah, you mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize we were yeah. talking about Rap the basement. City the basement, season. yeah, yeah. Basement, Cameron counting the money. Oh, were we talking Freestyle Friday or the, the booth? That's what I thought. The booth, we yeah. Friday. The, oh, booth the booth is different, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would run home to catch the booth. Like I was sprinting to the bus to make sure I got home, and then would sprint home to make because it. it Rap City started while I was still in school. Yeah. So I'd only catch the second half. So I would just sprint home to make sure I caught it. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Oh yeah. What where well, were you? Where did you live? Las Vegas. Oh yeah. So you missed yeah. all that. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. That so I would have to rush school. home. Like if or like half play. days, I would watch hits from the streets and then it would go into oh, uh, yeah. Rap City. Hits and hits oh, was dude, so hits was so funny, good. Bro. Hits was the best. I watch I'll pull up old hits episodes on I uh, loved hits, yo. I was I, like, I yo, I would did school to watch hits. Dude, I pull mm. up old episodes of hits online all the time. <laughs> Man. <laughs> on YouTube. I remember when Big Tigga finally did a song. He was a feature that? on what R and B? It was like a Nivea type. He was on, on um, He was on the the the. Uh, he was on R Kelly. Snake, R Kelly. He was on R Kelly song. Yes. Yeah. Mm. On Snake. Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And yes. look, he was signed. To make that even crazier, he was signed to Swiss Beats label, Full Surface. He was an artist on there. Interesting. <laughs> Man, because Tig could rap, bro. That's what yeah, I was he like. Was decent. In he the was booth, decent. he was always free. Why, why did he go forward with that? I mean, I guess he didn't have to, but yeah, I think I don't know what happened. <laughs> Because also one day he was just no longer they killed the basement. All of a sudden one yeah. day the basement, <laughs> yeah. he did it too late. It happened too late, I think. I think the basement was 04 through like 04, like oh, I mean 2000 through like 04 or 05. Yeah. Like that was basically my college was all the basement. Mm. Oh, then it God. moved to like another host, and then they killed it. They killed yeah. that. Yeah. 
It's so funny to look back and think about the basement. Like Cameron counting the money. Diplomat's always the coolest. Yeah. Um, Wayne obviously was just in all of Wayne's freestyles. Say Jay. Uh, Jay. (laughs) Yes, Jay. I was just gonna say Hove is obviously up there. Okay. (laughs) And this was like Hove with like fucking beanie and no, this was misogynistic Hove at his finest. Yeah. With all the Philly guys. Yeah. With beanie and fucking freeway. Oh my god. There's even like a family. Family was in the booth a couple times. Yeah, that's yes. right. Mm. And mm. then I, I also wanted to, uh, well, the Swisher House one. Oh, mm-hmm. yo, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't think I want, <laughs> also want to, we also got to make a list of worst. The worst. Yeah. Um, best, wor- best slash worst was when LL Cool J was sitting on the toilet doing it. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> The oh, first year man. of the booth was like the first year of the booth was when uh they had a toilet in the corner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my like god, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, because I wasn't I I wasn't watching that, and I remember they would do like like throwbacks, like every now and then you get yeah. like the greatest oh, yeah. hits do, episodes, yeah. and then they throw back, and I'm like, damn, what what is that booth? And like, yeah, L Cool J sitting. On the toilet. <laughs> I think one of the saddest days was when I saw the the actual set. For the basement, and it was just like in a in a in a building. It was not a ba- actual basement. It was not an oh, actual basement. Man. I knew it was never a real base. I mean, you kind of always yeah. Not the a- basement's one of those things that made me want to DJ. Yeah, just yeah. the whole ambiance, and then there's like that dude was DJing in the back, and I was like, "That's sick!" Like this guy black light posters and shit. Black light posters <laughs> you felt and shit. like you like, were in a basement, but it was not a basement. It, it was, was on not a, a, on a sound stage. It was on a sound stage in Manhattan. Someone like no yeah. way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was on the fortieth yeah. floor of a skyscraper. <laughs> oh God! Like what? And and then you think about it, you're like, yeah, no shit, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, on an elevated basement. stage. I tweeted that once, and it went viral. People were like, "You dumbass! Did you really think it was in a basement?" I was like, "I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I did. I was in seventh and eighth grade. Of course, I thought it was in a basement. Yeah. I didn't really know how that worked." <laughs> like, on an elevated stage. There's a fucking recording booth. Yeah, yeah. Went, that's, you thought, you thought it was Wayne's handle. World. Everybody thought it was Wayne's World. There was no partying. Was like, there was a poor guy, and there was like, go. You had to walk up a ladder to go down the ladder to act like you were walking down in the basement. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yo, because they walked in through the yeah. stairs. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yo. <laughs> the basement was rap Wayne's world. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what. Damn. I miss. Oh, I miss cable television, bro. <laughs> I'm having a moment right now. Nick is like, whose house is this? I was like, yeah, this is obviously like Tigger's mom's crib or something <laughs> it's like nah this is just, just a kept... ladder bro or, or this is like whoever this dj is because i to this day i don't know who the dj was it was different I... every episode every yeah. day they had okay mm. okay damn because yeah, uh oh, yeah because like sometimes they would have like a big dj like just well, blaze clue, or something clue did it one time clue did it for how oh my they god would cool. shout they would have different people from different cities and stuff come mm-hmm. on there and rock because they would shout them out and then they always show, yeah they'd have like a little break sometimes like a showcase. Oh my! It was. God. It was not what you thought. They were like, "Can you keep the smoking loud to a minimum, please? Thank you very yeah. much." Like, right, yeah, yeah. 
God. Uh, before you get out of here. Sorry, I did not need, mean to take us down this rabbit hole. No, that's that's a <laughs> fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> Look, uh, I, if we did, we do another one, we'll talk about just the basement in 106 and Park. Yes. Yeah, that, that yes. gets a whole ass episode. Before you get out of here, uh, one song to add to our five on five Spotify playlist. It can be any song. Uh, put on that new uh, Alpina Bima by Valet. It's song number three on Vocabulary, his new album. Check it out. There it All is. Right. Yeah. There it Love is. That. I yo, promo. hold on. This album is fire. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There we go. Album is fire. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy, and the bars are so nuts. You got to sit with it, man. You, it's not yeah. something you can casually listen to because he's rapping his ass off, and people, I don't think people are really understanding because they kind of count so him out. Don't know what the bars are like. It's uh, double and triple entendres all over that thing. The block is hot and Jumpman are my two favorite. Yeah. Off that album. Yeah. Mm. Jumpman's nuts. I'm on mm. the e-way coloring in and out the lines. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's fire and hey, voice spin neat neat you would like it i like you that i'm really gonna like check it out man yeah. check it out let me know yeah. how you like it for sure it's a dope flow 100 uh, independent and 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 it was it was tough to get it out but we got there so appreciate appreciate you checking it out at all thank oh, you oh for sure mm. yeah i mm. play that that's me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm yeah, playing yeah. him all the time i mean colin does too yeah so. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we this got we got more man that we got the uh Join with Harry Fraud coming top of the year. Ooh, yeah. Well, we'll gonna be, be dropping fire. a lot more frequently. So. Hell yeah. Can we hear that I love it verse? That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I got to put that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 I should have dropped it back then, but I was worried we were going to get shelved, but it'll come out. I'll get it out eventually. I just got to figure out how to do it. Need to come out. <laughs> hey, is he, is it he moving different now that he's independent? <laughs> Here's What's how that? you can drop it. Is he moving Here's different now that he's independent? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I just think he, it's like almost shell-shocked for, because like you got to, you have to ask, when you're on a major, unless yeah. you're moving like a Drake or mm -hmm. 21 Savage or a SZA mm -hmm. or Kendrick, somebody with a lot of juice, uh, you got to ask for permission to do anything. You got to yeah. ask for mm -hmm. permission to put out music. You got to ask. You can't just put out anything. So it's like now getting back into, yo, you could just put out something if you want any time you want to put mm -hmm. out something tomorrow you can mm. you know it's good to try to set it up but like right you don't have to uh ask for permission to put out music anymore so sometimes it's like i think artists come out of the major label system and kind of like they're still like well i gotta ask this person i gotta do this i gotta get this cleared i gotta get like no nah, you just put it just out. do it just do it mm. that's mm. great that's great for him I was going to say, who's going to make 2023 their year? But I think we already have our answer. Well, I don't know. That's bias. I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to mm. see. I just, hope, strong. So I just, I just hope, I just hope uh, people are still there and, and excited to check them out. So that's all we can ask for. Of course. Hell yeah. Let people know any projects you want to push right now besides that and let them know where they can find you on social media. Um. Yeah, more stuff coming. You know, stay tuned in the new year. Just follow me at Fake Shore Drive on all platforms. Oh, yeah. Andrew Barber, ladies and gentlemen, fake short drive. Thank you. Here we go. Hour Dope. and 41 minutes. Dope. <laughs> Thank it. you so much, man. Oh, no, my Thank pleasure, you, man. man. Thank you guys so much man. for having me on. I appreciate Dope. it. Thank you. We appreciate you. Take care, my dude. Anytime. Peace, fellas. Thank you. Peace. Peace.